Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Cat, just the cat, just Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. And last day of November, November 30th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. The last day of the second to last month of 2021. Nick Roush, how the heck are you? We got a new intro that's uh that's our governor's cup treat trevor owed wow. us a new intro we got it and he we still got a little through. howard too but, well a little howard ain't going nowhere anytime no. soon no nowhere nowhere which is very exciting stuff good morning to everybody we got justin kalen our producer back feeling a little under the weather yesterday justin how are you i am doing a lot better and I just want you all to know just how much it hurt me to miss yesterday's show. Do you know how many people I told either on Saturday night or Sunday that I was looking forward to Monday's show because it was just going to literally be all smack talk about Louisville? And I was really looking forward to that. And then I wake up yesterday and I feel just completely awful. Um, so I, I was really kind of bothered to not be here yesterday. So hopefully the smack talk carries over into, the, to, into today's show. Oh, it will. You okay. don't Good. don't you worry. It will. We missed you too. Uh, well, we wanted to hear about your Thanksgiving weekend, but also you, we you had. I think you had some clips that you were going to play for us, or at least one clip that you were going to play for us, and we weren't able to play that yesterday. So maybe we could play that one today. Clip that I was that I set up. Yep. Really, I don't remember that. That's wild. Think back last last week. You were cutting up some audio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I mean, it's not like you cut up a lot of audio. <laughs> yeah, I got Maybe it. literally the only audio you've cut up in the last two weeks is probably that. I got it. 
Okay, good deal. Uh, we had a basketball game last night that people just did not care about. And I'm I'm totally no. okay with that. Don't yeah. mind that people didn't care about that. It was a Central Michigan team that wasn't very good. Kentucky took care of business early on in that game. And the rest was history, if you will. They took their foot off the gas there in the second half. Don't really blame them. And I, if we had to get more content out of that, I'm sure we will. We will talk more about it. But there's there's not a ton to discuss on that basketball game last night. Roush, everything went pretty well for the most part. Yeah, yeah. There was um, maybe more people sick than I'd like. Um, I guess you got Brooks back. Mintz is still out. Has Kentucky had a full team for a basketball game yet this year? No. And again, they technically probably really won't until you get Shaden Sharp in the mix because Kentucky yeah, needs sure. to be playing that dude. But no. I, I, and that was good news, actually, last night. I, it, there seemed like there was going to be like five or six people out based on a few reports. Uh, it turns out it was just Mintz. I do mm-hmm. think a few people looked a little tired. Maybe I was just looking too much into it, and also maybe it was just because they were up by 30 against Central Michigan. Uh, but, no, I was happy that that you were able to at least get the majority of them out there with the exception of Jess Mintz, who must be pretty sick. Feel better, old Davion. We, we hope that you get back feeling good sooner rather than later. But, yeah, it was just him out last night. Wasn't it his third game missing? Yes. Big three, ga- three games in a week. I mean, so, yeah, you know, if yeah. you had if you had a bad if you had the flu, then, you know, you're going to be out a week. And if there's three games in a week, well, then there you go. So, yeah, but it is his third game. And and now he'll get a full week break. Cats don't play again until next Tuesday. So a week from today. So you would you would certainly hope and fingers crossed that he'd be back out there for that game. But because you got a lot of time to recover now. But it was a good one. We can we'll, we will talk a little bit more about it. We'll break it down. X's and O's. Dante Allen is struggling shooting. Uh, that's, I guess, a storyline from last night. Oscar Sheboy good at rebounding. But besides mm-hmm. that, yeah, it, it was domination. Tony Barbie's oh, team. They, yeah, got they, way to, they got a long way to go. They, they are very, whew, man, very bad at the game of basketball. Also, uh, a big suck it to SEC Network Plus games. Just I'm over them. When you do the thing where uh, you like go from your TV, your computer to your TV, it just it's there's going to be some lag, and it just it's annoying. So uh, suck it. Those are over with. Wait, you don't uh, have a smart on, TV? No, I do, but it's like this sounds very very uh, petty, TJ. But we use a group ESPN Plus deal and just the whole downloading wow. the app. Like my, my TV, my TV does not have an ESPN app though. That it's like six dollars a month, man. Yeah, why well, am I going to pay that when I got it for free? Six dollars a month. Yeah, that's seventy dollars a year, right? More than that. I ain't paying that. Come on, ain't that's, paying that. That is that you won't pay six dollars a month to have ESPN. No, I that's, have regular that, ESPN. That is, I don't need ESPN wild. Plus. And also, my TV, like my my TV. If you have SEC Network, if you have SEC Network, you have it. If your cable provider right, has but, SEC but, Network, then you yes, have it. Right, but the thing is, is I don't have on my smart TV. It has a ton of apps. It has almost every app. It does not have an ESPN app. So I would have to either so you download unplug, the you download the ESPN app. No, it, it, I'm telling you, I've looked. It doesn't. Have, I, I can't download it on my. It, I can get it. At my I can bring my Apple TV downstairs. I can cast it from uh, my computer onto my television. But it doesn't have Vizio. Does not have an ESPN app. So I, 
I just it's it's a bunch of stupid hoops to jump through. Is the, it's the, stupid? No, it's on you. You you have the stupid. No, hoops. it's not. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's not. I don't, it's on ESPN. For, I don't feel bad Suck for anybody. I don't, I don't feel bad for anybody that can't watch those games. If you take two seconds to just learn how to do it, or take two seconds to read the instructions on how to get it set up on your TV, then it works perfectly. I don't feel bad for anybody that struggles with that Nick, stuff. No offense, but you kind of sound like Larry Vaught. Wow! Oh, wow! Wow! Vots, Vot in your box. Um, yeah, he was complaining about how he couldn't watch it either. But yeah, no, Corey, I can yeah, watch it. It's, are, just, it's just annoying. Vaught. It's it's a nuisance. It's a pain. In, it's it's just a, a small little nuisance that I don't feel like dealing with, especially when I mean, who? I just I can't. You can't get me to care about that Central Michigan game when. By the time I turned it on, uh, after I don't know, Duke hit his head or something. By the time I turned it on. Uh, that Kentucky was up twenty-five to seven or something. I mean, it was wow. Crazy. Not watching the UK game when you do a UK sports radio show. That's interesting. Yeah, that's how little I cared about the game last night. Like I'm oh, wow, honest. Some would say maybe neglecting oh. your job. Yep, neglect away. Huh? That's wild. Uh, for the people that are saying that their smart TVs don't have the ESPN app, did you just search for it and then download it? I would try that. First and foremost. I, yeah, well, you can come over here. You can f- look at the apps. It doesn't have an app store. It's not how Vizio works. Just all of the apps available are on the That's TV. Smart. I, I, don't, I don't have to explain how the damn TV works, TJ. It sounds like it you do. It doesn't have the app. Sounds like Vizio, you do. Okay. Sounds like it you do. It doesn't have a, Sounds like you I do. cast from it. And that's like that's how it works, but the cast is uh, it, it's um, there's like a little delay in it, and it's annoying. Like, Larry Vaught, Nick Roush, and my 96 year old grandfather can't figure out how to get the UK on the ESPN app. One of these <laughs> things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong. <laughs> And it would be my late grandfather, who's not with us anymore, unfortunately. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And all, uh, rest in peace. No, it, it's just as easy for me to get that streaming game on as it is for any regular other game. Uh, but I, I don't have a cord cutter. I don't have the – if you had DirecTV or Uverse or Spectrum, I could get how that could be annoying having to just do a whole different platform for it. But if you're already streaming, if you're already a slinger or a YouTube TV or whatever it may be, yeah, it's, it really is just as easy as uh, getting it on the regular channel. But I think they're done with that, right, Roush? We don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, I had no problem watching the game last night, and I don't see Roush anymore. Yeah, I think he dropped out. I think he he's getting too, too worked <laughs> up enough. about the streams, couldn't figure out how the technology works. So I think he... <laughs> Uh, he's he's dropping out, and that's just fine. Also, what's fine is reaching out to us on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Thornton's is great. It's awesome. No hassle there. No needing to figure out what to do. You go in, and actually, you may need to figure out what you want to eat because there's so many different options at Thornton's. They've got a gourmet chef in there making sure everything's fresh, hot, and delicious for you. Cooked thoroughly, cooked fresh. And then, speaking of fresh, their donuts, ooh, right off the what? What, are, what do you call the thing that the donuts come off of? The little glaze machine? Yeah, the they conveyor come, they're, belt. They're yeah. right off the glaze conveyor belt into the Thorntons near you. Stop by, get yourself a nice, delicious treat, maybe some coffee to get a little pep in your step as you uh, get back to a full work week. Thorntons has it all, and there's locations each and everywhere. Man, I'm so excited to eat today. I got triple points at Salsaritas yesterday. I'm at the point where I think Salsaritas may have, they may have something wrong in their system. 
because I'm going there picking up lunch for the wife. It's triple point Monday for Cyber Monday, which was awesome. And I go there and I think like, let's see, we got two meals, two drinks, and it was like 20 bucks or something like that. Pretty good deal, all things considered, from Salsaritas. And I, and I say, hey, can I scan my app for the triple points? And they say, sure. I scan and then she says, well, you do know you have you have some redeemable money here. You'll get the points, but do you want to redeem some of your... I'm like, I've been redeeming left and right lately. I don't... What is going on here? $18 I got to redeem. $2 at Salsaritas yesterday. There's something wrong with their system. I'm getting... They're going to start just handing me money next time I'm there. <laughs> You're Mr. Salsaritas. You I don't get the- it. I, I think like something has broken into my Salsaritas account and just given me like unlimited amount of points, but uh, it's great. And I got the triple points yesterday. I got a nice taco salad. That's kind of like, you know, burrito bowl, if you will. Delicious chicken seasoned. We're, we'll just get all the food out of there. Justin brought up food. We brought up the delicious donuts. Now I'm already thinking about lunch. Salsaritas two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Roush, we will get back to the basketball game. The Thornton's text line already bumping. We've got so much to discuss there. It's going to be fun because it's going to be bouncing back from topic to topic, which is always entertaining. So the text line will take us to a lot of places we want to go, but I do think we just need to kind of fill everybody in, touch all the bases. Last night's coaching carousel was certified bonkers. (laughs) We went to Banana Land, and there's more money in the banana stand than anyone will ever know. Um, it, it 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 appears to be a bottomless pit of sorts. So, uh, the winningest coach in the history of Notre Dame football left the school on his own terms to go coach another place. That is unfathomable, unfathomable to a generation of college football fans. Like, why would anybody in their right mind leave Notre Dame? And Brian Kelly, he's doing it after 12 years in South Bend. Uh, He's done almost everything you can do there except win a national championship. He's been to three college football playoffs, went to at least one BCS national championship game. That was the last one with Manti Teo, and they got smoked um, by – oh, what was was A.J. McCarron, his girlfriend's name? Brett Marsberger was talking about Kristen. Uh, oh yeah, no way yeah. I remember that. But that was uh, yeah, Webb maybe I don't know. But that was Catherine Webb. There we go. Uh, so that was Kelly's done almost everything except get that title. And some of it, it really is. I think TJ just the 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 ceiling that you have with that job. I know there was the old kind of I I, I don't know what the old saying was about like. But there, there is a, a limit to who you can recruit at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has been playing to their recruiting level. They've been at like seven, eight, six, something like that in the recruiting classes. They're getting top 10 classes, but there's a difference between a top 10 class and a top three class. And the top three classes are what get you national championships. And Kelly's like, you know what? I'm 60. Let's go. Let's go try to win a t- title in the next five, six years, something like that. So I, I think uh, I heard where he's getting a ten-year deal or something like that. I, you know, none of these guys are going to last ten years. But uh, man, I was the the most satisfying part of this all. TJ is my brother-in-law is a big Notre Dame fan. It's the one thing that he really goes all in for is Notre Dame football, and he was giving me hell. Whenever the LSU job opened up, like, I don't know, Stoops might be going to LSU. That was 36 hours before Kelly said, oh, see ya. <laughs> Did you get him with a big socket? Oh, man, a big old socket. <laughs> 
Yeah, I I was shocked to see it. And then I, I had like just mixed reactions on whether or not I think LSU is making a good decision or a bad decision. It certainly seemed like they just wanted to make a splash higher and they're basically just going to any big name they could get or that would entertain them. Um, and seems like the Brian Kelly one was a, a good fit, which is pretty funny coming off of Brian Kelly's comments referencing Mike Tomlin, what, just a week yeah. before? Yeah, like uh, you would need the fair godmother to come in and wish it away or something like that. And uh, somebody used the gift, the bibbity bobbity boo <laughs> 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 Oh, man. So you can make the case that Brian Kelly has has done a, a really good job at Notre Dame to the point where it's just like Notre Dame always gets overhyped, always gets overhyped, but he's brought it to a point where it's like, okay, actually Notre Dame is solid, good program, mm-hmm. national title, good, maybe maybe at the back end of the conversation, uh, but not maybe enough talent to compete for, for a championship, although they have played for championships, but we've seen how those games – have have gone but they're in that like they're at the top of that next tier and if you want to throw them into that title tier then they're probably at the bottom of that title tier Uh, but he's done a good job there sounds like gonzaga to me um yeah well you know obviously different going from like a new up-and-coming basketball power versus probably the oldest traditional football power in the entire sport but yeah there there are uh, there's some similarities of being close but not being able to to bring it all home and and another difference is i think gonzaga's had tons of talent and notre dame has as well but notre dame is outclassed by talent versus other teams Gonzaga just seems probably to play a terrible, terrible schedule for like two months and then just kind of get cold come March. But okay, I digress anyways. Uh, But Notre Dame, while their schedule on an annual basis is challenging, it's not SEC West challenging. So Roush, couldn't you make a very reasonable case that it's easier to get to a national championship at Notre Dame than it is at LSU? Uh. To get to one, but I would think that if you get to the college football playoff with your LSU football team, they're going to be more ready for that than your Notre Dame football team would be. And I think Kelly at this point, he's he's been plenty of times, but his teams, I mean, I guess the closest they got was losing to 30 by Clemson, and Clemson ended up blowing Alabama out uh, the following week or whatever, so – um, that might have been his best coaching job, who <laughs> was, was only losing by 27 or whatever it was back to him in 2018, 2019. So that that would be my argument. It, it's more difficult to get there, but if you do get there, you're going to have a better team. And I think you, even though you like, you can still recruit nationally, but having Louisiana at your disposal has got to be pretty nice. Yeah, it'll be nice. It's just the the grind of the SEC West is really, really challenging. And while Saban has such a stranglehold on that entire division, Brian Kelly is going to be going into a new situation, relatively new recruiting base, although you're right, he should be able to still clean up there. And he's going to need to be motivated. You you really can't take – it's not a cushy job in the SEC West. It's a full-time 24-7 gig. Not saying that that's not the case at Notre Dame. Not trying. I understand that it is, but it is a different animal in the SEC West than it is just coaching at Notre Dame, and that's going to be a new challenge for him. But my goodness, look at the coaches in, in the SEC. Man, just like the across fu- the board, the coaches in the SEC. Again, I've said. Oh, for, go on, Roush. I'll finish. I was, up sorry, I was just say he's the winningest coach in active football coach in college football. 
Yeah, I think I read that. If you count D two, D one wins, he is he is absolutely. That's crazy. That's I mean, it really is, it really is wild. But I've had that theory that like in ten years the SEC is going to be NFL light. It's going to be NFL on Sunday, SEC on Saturday, and the SEC is going to be like twenty four teams, or it's going to be maybe eventually get up to thirty two, or it's going to be a huge conference. They're not there yet, um, and probably won't be here. Probably won't get there while a lot of these coaches are still coaching, but Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Kirby Smart. Now you're going to get Brian Kelly at LSU. Uh, You'll get Napier at Florida, who is a hot name as it stands right now. Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, You've got the Pirate, who's a huge name at Mississippi State, but he's kind of an afterthought. Mark Stoops has been mentioned for pretty much each and every job this coaching cycle, although maybe not a priority for the majority of those jobs. And it's uh, it, it's nuts, Roush. Like there, there's so many good coaches. Josh Heupel at Tennessee in just one year has gotten their fans excited again. Although that's not necessarily too terribly hard to do. You've got it. Really, it's just I don't think a conference has ever had this much coaching firepower ever. I I I could probably say that confidently without really even knowing my facts on that. That is that's a lot of money. That's a lot of wins. That's mm-hmm. a lot of coaches that expect to be top dogs. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you can go back and get some almost comparable, but top to bottom, it's going to be nuts. I'm, I'm SEC media day is going to be fun. The funniest part of this all is just the culture shock that Brian Kelly. I mean, he's going from Notre Dame, yeah, most nose up in the air, pompous group of you know what's in the world to oh, you got some Cajun little boys down there. Like <laughs> it's just uh, that 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 part's going to be hilarious. Um, but, I mean, they've got some dudes at LSU right now. Like, they can be good pretty quickly, especially with the portal. Who knows where players are going to go from here? I, I think the – you can't – we don't know the, the, the full consequences, obviously, until we see who he's bringing with him and, and what have you. Uh, I know Lincoln Riley, he took a lot of his – he took his defense coordinator, strength coach, and maybe recruiting coordinator with him out to USC. And – it, we don't know how much Kelly's going to take with him. The initial reports were that Marcus Freeman, the former Cincinnati defensive coordinator, who's only been there for a year, reports were they were potentially going to move to promote him. Um, but they were kind of blindsided by this, so that it might be scrambling for a little bit. I think if you're Kentucky, the hope is that you you get Freeman out of there, you you, you – Fickle is the obvious choice as outside hire, but if those guys somehow get out of the picture, then you're, I think you're sitting kind of pretty um, because both of those guys recruit the state of Ohio very well. And you don't want continuity because there's a kid by the name of Emil Wagner who just turned you down to commit to Notre Dame two weeks ago. And when he, with his coach leaving, could be uh, time for him to reconsider his options. So that's certainly on the table. I had somebody saw it in my DMs and be like, you think Michael Mayer might want to transfer back? Man, that would be that's wishful thinking. I think bring it on, baby. But I would love that. We'll never leave you. We'll never leave you high and dry for the bayou. Come on back in pretty crowded tight end room as well. Although you yeah, you would yeah. you tell everybody you slide on down one spot. We got the big dog coming in here. He's gonna be our number one tight end. Don't mind us. Yep, he he is unbelievable. Uh Wagner, I, I said on Twitter, he, he gets a free redo. Nobody's yeah. going to get mad. You get a free redo. And 
out of all the schools in the country, like Notre Dame may be one of the few that you actually do commit to for like, I don't care who the coach is. I don't care the football situation as much. I just want to get a good education. So maybe he ends up staying committed there. But yeah, if you're UK, you, you, Hey, we don't mind. We don't mind. We, we, Wondell Robinson said no to us the first time around and, uh, well, that worked out pretty well in the long run, so it can happen for you too, buddy. You, you don't even have to go there for a few years. You can just start here with us, and that would be phenomenal. But it's it's only more craziness probably going to come from all this, Roush. Yeah, we ain't and, done uh, yet. Right, right now, I just saw a video. Kelly's meeting with the team lasted maybe 15 minutes. So, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of – at least it wasn't the Bobby Petrino note in the lockers, but uh, that was quick. It was a quick in and out. Well, did you see? Did you see what Oklahoma's AD said regarding Lincoln Riley going to USC? Uh, I did not. See. Oh, we would have liked some more notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, how the turntables! Yeah, and there was tweets out there saying as much. But the Big Twelve found out that Oklahoma and Texas were leaving via the Houston Chronicle. And now the Oklahoma AD upset that he didn't get enough time with Lincoln Riley, which is like, you, you know, well, that's the kind of the fun thing to point to. It probably is true that like as an AD, he's probably thinking like, well, shucks, if you would have given us a heads up, we could have done this. We could have done that. And it really could have helped us out in some areas. So we're not happy with you about that. But at the end of the day, we understand it's not a big deal. But we do wish we would have had a little bit more heads up. But Oklahoma, come on. You know the game. That's not how this works things have to happen quickly they need to move fast and they are moving this, fast they are and this is like yeah. the most this is debatably as important as a time regarding what's going on for next season this next month you can maybe even stretch it to february if you want it to but these next two months really are going to shape what you're looking at for the following season. And then you put in the work for the spring practices and you hope everybody throughout the summer does what they're supposed to be doing. And then you get everybody back for the fall camp and then it's really time to hit the ground running. But the the, the makeup, what things are going to look like the next, really the next few weeks, but certainly maybe the next two months, Roush, that's going to give us an idea of what you're looking at. So it is a really, really important time. You don't want to be going through coaching searches. You don't want to be dealing with coaching rumors. You don't want support staff to be leaving and going because you don't know how that's going to impact recruiting. You're right. Continuity is important. And I don't doubt that Kentucky is going to have some turnover. That's just kind of natural. But it doesn't seem like the boat's going to be shaken nearly as much as we thought it may be, Roush. And that's a good thing. Yes, yes. Um, and and – to the Oklahoma point um, that you mentioned earlier, just to get to that bit of news, uh, it became pretty – there's a lot of buzz yesterday afternoon that Brent Venables was going to leave Clemson to return to Oklahoma. Uh, him and Josh Heupel were two former Bob Stoops assistants that got fired after a long 10 years and might have had kind of a little bit of dicey – Real, you know, it, it wasn't exactly a clean exit on the way out. Uh, but – it sounds like he's coming back. And I love that the momentum really grew when there was a picture that came out of his son, Tyler, who's a walk-on for Clemson, uh, a picture of him with DJU, like, throwing horns down. And that really just <laughs> that really just got the people like, well, he must be going to Oklahoma. He's throwing horns down. Uh, but at the, this point, you know, when we were going to bed last night, the, the notion was that, 
Well, it's probably going to be Venables, and we'll find out today that it is. So more good news, considering that, you know, at this point yesterday, odds makers were releasing, uh, you know, odds that Stoops was the second choice at LSU and fifth or sixth choice at Oklahoma. So uh, Man, rough, rough weekend for Vegas. Rough re- weekend for Vegas, you know. Um, you think it, th- those odds piss Stoops off? <laughs> Yeah, Snoops doesn't need to be getting mad at Vegas odds. He's got to be controlling the things that that he can he can control with that regard. Uh, he had the tweet yesterday, Roush. That get you pumped up? Big game hunting. Big game hunting, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, we can talk about those recruits he visited after the break if you like. Yeah, I'd like that very, very much. I got a few questions for old Hoosier Dingus as well. Hey, I, also, th- I also have some big news I can share after the break. Wow. Oh. The, wow. The rare scooter tease. The, the, old, the old scooter scoop coming up right. when we return here. Uh, I forgot even what Roush teased. I'm just ready for the scooter scoop. The scooter scoop. Oh, gosh, I've got it messed up in my head already. It was only the second time. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. She's got to be somebody's baby. She's so fine. She's probably somebody's Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. KRC goes 7 to 9 with a replay 9 to 11, all on the Big X Sports Radio. If you're in the Louisville area, we're on 1450 on the AM dial. If you're an FM type of person, then 96.1. I prefer that signal a little bit to the AM, but to each of their own. And then download the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We appreciate you listening and being tuned in with us on this Tuesday morning. All right. Scooter Scoop. I got to hear it. Need to hear it. What do you got so, for us, buddy? So it's probably going to be pretty unbelievable. <laughs> but I went on a date on Sunday. Hey, oh, so wait, so that's why. So, yeah, so when did you get sick? Huh. Uh, I was fine. I was fine Sunday night. I was fine sleeping all night Sunday night. It was it was about 4 35 in the morning. Hmm. So, did you? But get, she, she did not get that, sick. She's not sick. Happen? So, no, huh. no, interesting. It, so, it was a very, it was a very casual date, but it was fun. What let's let's hear all about it. I mean, there's really there's so we went to a Mexican restaurant here in Louisville. Wow, uh, you didn't go to Pekin. We did is not go to Pekin. Is no. this a Pekin girl? This is a Kentucky girl. Wow, she's, she's even Smart. she's even a huge Cats fan. Oh my wow. goodness gracious! Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Sounds like yeah. love to me. So you went to a Mexican restaurant. Did you? Did you? How many beers did you throw back? I drank three beers. Yeah. Um, Set the tone. I love it. Well, she's, she, we were ripping shots, too. We did two shots of tequila. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Whoa! It was big time. It was. We were there for over three and a half hours. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Look at that me go. Is, is that love? I think it's love. 
Let's pump the brakes on that. What kind of what kind of caliber Mexican restaurant are we talking here? Like um, fancy or not fancy? So she's kind of bougie, so it was definitely fancy. Wow! All right, bill, the bill was way more than I was expecting. Yeah, that's why you. That's, <laughs> that's why you work so much. You know, you don't have any time, but she you don't have any time because you're working so hard. She was definitely a top of the line tequila girl too. Those shots were not cheap. Wow! Well, but sounds like you all fairness, got absolutely wasted. Oh, awesome. you, you kind of need to be a, a a top shelf when it comes to tequila. You know, you don't want to be true. messing around with the bad stuff. I'm yeah. more like I'm more like middle to top, but she was like, no, let's go all the way to the top. Wow. Okay. So it uh, sounds like with all that drinking, did you all was there a, a post date hangout? There was not. No. What? We, we split our separate ways. Had to do what we had to do. You know, I got to take this one slow. I haven't dated in so long. Hmm. Okay, that's probably maybe, the smart play. So maybe is next there, time. Is there a talk for another date? Another date is already confirmed. Wow. Look at me go. Well, good. I'm happy for you there, Scoots. That's great. Thanks. I'm, I, I, think, I think this is going to be good for you. <laughs> I think this is going to be good for Time you. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Roush, what did you have for us? Uh, it's not as near as exhilarating Roush, as... Uh... Roush is like, I went on a date. <laughs> Brooke gave me oh, the pass. Went to, some, went to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> All right, um, not as exciting as Scoot's scoop, and that's understandable. But what? What? I just, I just never thought he'd have time. I'm, I'm shocked, man. I made the time, baby. Made it. <laughs> made the time, and not only. I mean, three and a half hours, just ripping shots left that's and right. A lot of time. Honestly, she made me forget about Sunday football. Like there was that three and a half hours. I didn't even not even Gosh. think not one thing about NFL. Chris, I just that's remember right the com- I mean, I'm sure somebody could pull up the podcast of a few weeks ago or a few months ago. I'm just not even I don't even care. I'm not, I'm not even interested in, in girls or dating or anything like that. I'm glad you've had a change of heart, buddy. Well, when, you f- when you find a good one, you gotta give it a shot. You gotta give it a go. You gotta you gotta give it a go. Is this did this Mexican place do free chips and salsa refills? No, that's how that's how upscale was. Wow. No, no chips and salsa. Wow. <laughs> that you really did kick it large here, Scoots. All righty. Yeah. Yep. Uh Rash, what do you have for us? Follow that up. Football recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm just I'm bored. I'm so shocked right now. Almost as shocked as I was to see not that Mark Stoops was on the road. I anticipated him to get back to work. That's what he said he was going to do Sunday, but he was in some unusual places, uh, traveling to some larger metropoli uh, throughout the Northeast, uh, started his day in New Jersey. That was the one I couldn't figure out. I had to do some digging. Yesterday was a big day, working the phones, talking to sources, trying to, to get to the bottom of coaching search stuff, recruiting stuff, and I was able to figure out that uh, Mark Stoops was seeing – he was in New Jersey with Brad White to see – Cornerback Davison Igbenuson, who is a four-star recruit, top 200 player, who uh, he fell for the Greg Schiano uh, spell, if you will, early on uh, in the recruiting process. Actually committed to uh, actually committed to Rutgers at one time before opening reopening his recruitment a couple months later. Kentucky got in on the action in October and 
now Stoops, they're kind of going all in to try to get the 6-2 cornerback. And we know Stoops, he likes the the long, lengthy kind of guys. This guy fits the bill. He's the number one ranked player in the state of New Jersey. Um, Ole Miss and Tennessee are also in on him. Um, he, he's taken an official visit to Tennessee, and now Kentucky's trying to work to get him on campus for an official visit over the next two weekends. So um, going to be very, very busy uh, on UK's campus the next two weekends hosting official visitors. Uh, they also went and saw uh, Tyree Spherbury, the UK commit on the edge from Pittsburgh, who is going to have schools pulling him a lot of different ways, but that they, they, they were able to get in to see him and also went to Detroit to see defensive lineman Deion Walker, who uh, for a while it was like, is it going to be Michigan? Is it going to be Alabama? Now it looks like the Detroit kid at, at Kentucky is the favorite for him. So uh, off to a great start on the recruiting trail for Mark Stoops at the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, good. Uh, good. I guess maybe great start in the context of um, like post-regular season start. but Right, right. But good, but hitting the ground running, and it's that that is the you don't want your coach to be rumored with a lot of jobs because eventually it probably means he's going to take one of them, and maybe someday Soups does take one of them. But it, it, if you can almost guarantee that they're not going to take one of them, Roush, it, it is good to have your name circulating. It kind of builds momentum as you being a hot commodity. And instead of people needing to follow you to your new spot, hey, just come follow me where I've been. We'd love to have you here. We're building something special here. So while you're seeing his name for the LSU job, thrown around for the Oklahoma job, you'd think it'd be thrown around to some degree for the Notre Dame job. I really haven't heard it or seen it yet, but maybe it'll be out there at some point. But I don't think it's a bad thing to kind of say, hey, I'm coming into your living room. I'm recruiting you just so you know. These big boy programs, they were interested in me, but I'm, I know I've got something special here at Kentucky, and I want you to be a part of it with us. That's a good sell. That's that's a sell that can mm-hmm. resonate with a lot of folks. And while other while they can say, hey, you know, I know that they're recruiting you, but he just took that job. Are you still going to go there and play for a coach that you don't even know who it's going to be? Uh, it's a, it seems like Kentucky's got some cards up their sleeves for some of these recruitments over the next few weeks. And the transfer portal, Roush, names are hot and heavy, and there is a familiar face being rumored with the University of Kentucky. And, Roush, what if I told you that that player played for a bitter, bitter rival? Bring him on. Bring him on. Now, which which one would you be referring to? Which bitter rival? Is it is it Florida? He it, he one time actually was committed to Kentucky. Yeah, he was the first commitment in that class, if I do recall. Jordan Watkins being rumored to have some interest in leaving Levisville and joining Will Levis's <laughs> offense in Lexington <laughs> for the Kentucky Wildcats. Ooh. That is coming from our buddy Dave Lackford. Oh, it's coming from Dave too. Oh, man. coming you know from Dave. Funny? You know what's funny too, TJ, is I know somebody that got that text before we had left the press box at the at Cardinal Stadium Saturday no. night. Yeah. So that was just <laughs> so I don't think Jordan Watkins is gonna end up at Kentucky, but there's reports from the great Dave Lackford who says Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Purdue are Kind of kicking the can. You can't directly reach out to him, so I'm sure it's just through coaches and trainers and stuff like that. And supposedly Jordan Watkins is 
Hurts <laughs> is is strongly considering making a move and switching scenes. Let's just entertain this for a moment, Roush. I don't think Jordan Watkins ends up leaving Louisville, and I it, and I don't think he ends up at Kentucky. So there's a spoiler for you there. But let's just say, and 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 Lackford doesn't make stuff up. If he's if he's writing that stuff out there, it's at least these conversations are actually happening. But conversations actually happening versus putting pen on paper and making huge life moves and changes and decisions. Those are entirely different things. So we'll see where it goes from here. But let's just say Jordan Watkins comes to Kentucky and says, "Listen, I want to come play for you all. I messed up the first time. I'd like to. I'd like to join the fold. Your all's offense is different than when I had previously committed. It's fun, and I messed up, and I want to. I want to be a Wildcat. Nick Roush, what do you say? You're you're Mark Stoops. What do you say? Uh, I would probably say that we have a lot of receivers on our roster. And wow." I don't like that. That's, says, that's the part. There's the door, pal. Well, that that's the part that like I don't know what other because now Watkins, it's it's not like you're recruiting a high school kid and like that that that's one story. It's another thing when you have some lines out in a bunch of other different waters and like you might you might have two or other receivers already lined up. Like I I, I don't know. It's it's you have oh. to be much more selective when it comes to the transfer portal. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. The funny thing about all of this, TJ, I thought you were talking about a, a guy from another rival school that entered the transfer portal yesterday who was a one-time commit to Kentucky, and that's Gerald Mincy, an offensive lineman that started 10 games at Florida. So, uh, And I think he can play interior as well. So there's, there's, there's a lot of options out there uh, in the portal right now. Well, yeah, Mincy was a, a familiar name there. That would be, uh, that would be interesting as well. But it's tough to ignore the Jordan Watkins angle just from the fact that one-time Kentucky commit, talked a lot of trash about Kentucky, mm -hmm. has just thoroughly been beaten down by UK in his short college career, and now maybe wants to join the fold in Lexington. It, it, it's too juicy not to discuss. It's too juicy not to talk about. And if I'm Mark Stoops and I'm the big dog, my arms couldn't be stretched wider to welcome Jordan Watkins into the fold if he'd like to – join this isn't just about jordan Watkins. football recruiting is never specifically just about the player although that's the end goal in a lot of cases just imagine that imagine jordan Watkins playing at uofl has done solid things put up similar numbers mm -hmm. to a josh ali which we all thought josh ali had a really nice season we were happy that he came back and the offense looks a lot different without a josh ali so jordan Watkins put up a lot of similar numbers you bring him into the mix and then he has a good rest of his career. Roush puts up, you know, maybe similar numbers, but Kentucky wins eight, nine games with him there. And it's a it's a happy storyline. It's a happy career finish for Jordan Watkins. He finally gets to hold the Governor's Cup. He gets to hang out with little Howard, gets all the benefits of being a winner in a big time rivalry. How's that going to resonate in the city of Louisville? Oh, that would not end. That would not go well. I mean, people in Louisville just lose their minds. Yeah. So I whatever you can continue to do to plant more big blue seeds in that city, watch them grow. They're going to eventually get a competent coach in there that's going to be able to recruit their own backyard, which is just so funny that we're saying this, but it's actually true right now. So until then, Roush, gobble them all up. Pokemon, got to catch them all. Got to get them all. If Jordan Watkins wants to come to Kentucky, 
you bring him, not just because of the player he'll – and I would expect him to just be a role player in the offense, and that's fine. That's exactly what I said he was for Louisville, and he's a good player for Louisville in that regard. You, you can't have him be the number one. That's where I think that you don't – that's where I think that you – that'd probably be an indication on the rest of the wide receivers is if he is your absolute go-to. But if he's your number two, pretty darn good number two to have. Or if he's your number three, really, really good number three to have. So for the – for the poking at U of L, you do it. Bringing in another good caliber wide receiver, absolutely. But just keep gobbling up all those Louisville players that you can. Roush, my first instinct seeing this news, I think this is just, I think, I think U of L players are trying to put the squeeze on Satterfield, to be honest with you. And not just U of L players, but U of L fans, coaches, trainers, you know, football coaches in the city. I think that I think this won't be the last U of L player, good U of L player that you'll hear entering the portal and I think what you're going to try to do is you're you're trying to get people to force Tyree's hand to move on from from Satterfield but I've got some interesting nuggets and tidbits on all that should we talk about it uh we should we should I know I go on these rants and you probably have this you want to say about that or that you want to say about that feel free to jump in yeah I'm just going to reiterate that like there's you know not only to the point on Watkins uh, you've recruited the receiver position well the last two years, you've got a transfer coming in from Syracuse and Taj Harris. You're trying to flip an Auburn commit and Jacoby Albert down the stretch, and that would give you, I think, maybe five in this class. So, like, you've recruited a ton of receivers. Mm-hmm. You've had some guys into the portal, but you haven't had any receivers yet. Jake Pope and Nick Scalzo, a couple kids from South Florida that recruited in the 2019 class. So, there is a numbers game that you have to play. Um, but I, I do want to remind you all, the, the two things about Watkins that we hadn't mentioned. One – was the whole if you want to go to Kentucky to block like that? Yes, that line, uh, man, that be being awful. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about the the turntables, and then uh, I believe it was. Uh, I don't know if we ever got it confirmed or not that Stoops texted Watkins after Kentucky won by a million points in 2019. Like, how about blocking receivers there or something like that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the Jordan Watkins and UK relationship has been uh, tenuous for quite some time. So it would be quite the turn for him to just be like, okay, I was, you, you guys know I was just teasing, right? You, you sure you don't want to let me come over and play for you all? That would be a – that would be something. <laughs> I'd love it. And you're right. Can you find better players in the transfer portal? Can you find better receivers than Jordan Watkins? I bet you could, but let's not act like he's just a bum. He's a, he's a solid receiver in an offense that, you know, had their ups and had their downs at at different times throughout the season. I'd love to bring him in the fold though, mainly for the other reasons. I just think it'd be hilarious. And you'd be taking one of U of L's most promising offensive players out of the equation for them. Who says who says no to that? Who says when you get the opportunity to do that? Who says oh, no? Man. And then yeah. always it's nice to be forgiving and be big and 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 turn the other cheek. All right, he talked his trash. That's fine. UK got a new offensive coordinator, and he realized maybe it would be in his best interest to go elsewhere. But it does seem like Roush. Any way you split it, Kentucky's in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and I yesterday one of my favorite days to listen to UL radio, just great stuff all across the board. Uh, obviously, Mike Rutherford put on a great show here, and and this was the one that kind of I heard it for some other folks, and you you take some of that stuff with a grain of salt, you don't. But Rutherford said it, so I know there's some truth to it. Here's what 
folks at U of L are telling their their media members, their fanboy media. Sadie ain't going nowhere. Seriously, ain't going nowhere. You you got that from every big talking head from their inside scoop is unless he were to leave himself, U of L is not going to pay the money to fire him. Right, right. And so he's he's around unless he wants to leave. And the way that every U of L fanboy media was kind of saying it. It almost seemed like U of L wants him to go, but doesn't want to push him out the door. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Makes total that, sense. That Duke job. Yeah, that would be a nice landing spot for him. Now, I, I do think part of it too is, do you really want Vince Tyre hired another coach? Because I think it's pretty, <laughs> and, and that's not even like a shot at who he would get. It's more so of whoever he's going to hire that. He might get a, be able to get a year of that coach coaching under Tyree before he like. There, there's a pretty strong inclination that Tyree, his time at Louisville is ticking, and he's going to be out the door soon. So there, there's that odd dynamic as well to this, where if he hires somebody, the new guy's going to come and be like, "All right, this guy stinks. I need to hire my own guy." And then you kind of go through the whole rigmarole again. Yeah. You're paying buyouts, so I think that's probably where a lot of this stems from. Is it's like, well, you know. Satterfield kind of stinks, but we're going to go to bowl games in two out of his three years. And if he doesn't get us back to a bowl game next year, then a, you know a new AD will come in, clean house, and we'll start from scratch. I, I also think there's part of it, too, is do you really want to be in on this coaching carousel? Some of it you might get lucky and strike gold because there's so many moving parts right now. But on the other hand, you could – uh, I don't want to say end up in a Tennessee situation because their fans revolted to make that happen. But like Tennessee was looking for a coach in what January, February last year before they could get hypo. It's a that's a hard time to find a coach and put together a competent coaching staff. So the haves can really gobble up a lot of the resources and leave the have nots, like the Virginia Techs who have been moving slow uh, out to dry. Yeah, and. You could all already make a case. Maybe you're a little bit behind if you haven't started making moves yeah. on the coaching carousel. Uh, everybody else has to some degree, but that that's another good point. And that's the uh, the the scuttlebutt is that Tyree will be out sooner rather than later on his own accord. Just hey, I wanted to kind of fill in and help during rough times. We did some good things. I understand some frustrations in some other areas. We're gonna I'm gonna leave it to somebody else now to take over. The the rest of the UL athletic program, not doing too shabby. The two biggest sports the majority of their fan base cares about, very shabby. Not good whatsoever. That's kind of the issue there with what's going on with UL athletics. But you're spot on. If Tyree's on his way out, you're not going to let him make one more football hire on his way out. And if he's not on his way out, well, then what's taken so long on this? Uh, it, clearly, I think he's... If he was going to fire Satterfield, probably, well, I don't know, you know, with the the personal stuff, that maybe puts a little uh, a change in things. Yeah, but everybody yeah. at UofL is saying that he will not be let go. If he mm -hmm. leaves, it'll have to be on his own accord, leaving for another job. But besides that, expect a 2022 year of Satterfield, which is the worst-case scenario for UofL because they weren't bad enough to fire him where it was like a no-brainer, but not right. good enough where you're going to get butts in the seats next year. And you are right, Roush. Like when Satterfield and his agents and stuff are talking, 
hey, I've been to a bowl game two out of three years. When I took over, it was two and ten. They were losing by a million to everybody. Had to now clean house. got blown yeah. out twice. You know, <laughs> like, hey, we were competitive in every game but two of them. So we are making some progress. But fans are out on them. So folks aren't going to show up to Papa Murphy's next year unless they get to a point they're like, you know, eight and three or something like that, or six and two, and then maybe they'll start showing up. It was the worst case scenario season for U of L. Now it sounds like they're not going to be making any changes. So that apathy is going to trickle into 2022. Um, not a good time to be a U of L fan. Nope. Nope. Um, but I mean, they, uh, the schedule next year, it's kind of light. I mean, it is the ACC schedule that they, they just have to go to. It's light, but it's a lot of teams. Yeah. It's light, but it's a lot of teams. They also lost to this year too. Yeah, no, you're you're right, you're right. But like UCF, USF are their non-conference, and James Madison is oh, oh, it's Kentucky. So you can beat, you could in theory win three of those games. I I don't know what Satterfield can do to rally the troops this off season. Um, besides uh, cleaning, like does he call the plays? I I guess he does, right? Yeah, I think he does. I mean, you gotta get rid of that defensive coordinator, and they already got rid of well, you know, the other guy. Now, I mean, got, he was co-defensive coordinator, so they, they, they need to just start on scratch on defense, it seems. Well, what's funny is people were talking about that dude being a head coach like a yes. year ago. So that's it's just – that, that's the thing is I don't know what you can do besides landing some sort of high-profile transfer uh, and getting Malik Cunningham back that would really rally the troops at all. Yeah, if you got Cunningham back and you got in like a, a big wide receiver transfer, maybe a defensive player folks you get excited about – I still, th- I think folks would be paying attention next year, but in terms of butts and seats, they're they're going to have to start yeah. hot or something crazy is going to happen. Uh, all right, let's wrap up hour one. Listening to U of L radio, I finally got to hear what Trevor thought about the game, which was hilarious. He was so convinced U of L was going to win, uh, win I think somewhat comfortably, as a matter of fact. So it was good to hear from him. We may have to play some audio from the big guy. We'll do that in hour two. We got a full Thornton's text line we'll get to as well. This is going to be a fun second hour. You're listening to KRC here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin K. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here. On your Tuesday, we appreciate you spending your morning with us. Hope you enjoyed hour one. If not, go back and listen on podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Justin, let's play this audio. The one I just told you I'd play the beginning of the next segment? <laughs> I thought you said this segment. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll get it. I will get it. And here we go. Wait. One moment, please. And, you, and they can they can blame. And they're not healthy. And you and they can they can blame injuries all they want. That's fine. You want to put a little asterisk next to it? That's cool. 
I don't care. Astor can sit there and wave next to the victory for the World Cup. I thought it was only appropriate I put Kurt Angle's You Suck behind it since it was a bad take. Totally yeah, appropriate. Yep. No asterisks next to the, the win for you. Well, there was no win for U of L. So I guess you don't have to worry about the asterisks. Uh, God love the big guy. Well, God love the big guy. If you wanted audio from me, you could have just called me, TJ. Oh, there he is. I don't remember inviting you to this to this show today, Trevor. I don't remember giving you permission to use my audio from the other show. Well, we didn't ask for your permission. We used it anyways because it was hilarious, and you are a big dumb dumb buddy. <laughs> hey, there oh, there man, was so a, wrong. There, I, I was there was half right. It was an, it wasn't an asterisk. It was, yeah, you aren't half right at all. Half. You aren't half right about anything with this game. You, I don't think you've ever been more wrong in the show's history. Ever since maybe your Malik Williams, Nick Richards take. You have all got Nick Richards doing by the way. He's doing great. He's an NBA basketball player making lots of money. Malik Williams is holding press conferences for why he can't get up and down the floor as fast as he used to. Uh, another terrible take from Trevor. Trevor, that was an absolute beatdown, buddy. Uh, yeah, that was uh, – yeah, I think that's an understatement, actually. You knew, let me finish my joke. I said I was half right because I just made an ass out of myself, not an ass uh, So quit interrupting me, TJ. Nick, how you doing, buddy? I'm really happy to wish you uh, happy holidays and a big old suck it, pal. All right, have you – did, have you been gargling on tears lately? There's a, there's a lot of reasons for you to be sad lately, poor little Trevor. Your teams are just not good at football. I uh, were a volleyball school. Didn't you know that? This is a this is a volleyball baseball. Do we have do we have rifling here? I don't know. If there, I tell you what, if we have a rifleman, someone. Uh, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna make that joke. Uh, hey, I can hear Durham is really nice these days, guys. So how about you? Dur oh oh for Satterfield yeah no, oh, wait. no you want him gone I, I I am hashtag bring Brom home how quickly things change just this time last week you were talking about how sad he's not going anywhere and the little Howard's coming home and there's a lot of changed in a week Trevor a lot well you know a lot changes over time you know that that can happen when you give up after uh after halfway through a first quarter of a rivalry game. Hey, why, didn't, just, why didn't you listen to your friend? Why didn't you listen to your friends, TJ and Nick, when we told you this was going to happen? I didn't know you were my friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, know, I get I get that saying now. Who needs enemies when you have friends like you? Even your bu- buddy Rutherford was telling you that the cards were going to lose. He uh, he had he had serious nightmares of this being a repeat of 2019. Uh, he was partially right. It was probably worse than 2019. Because at least in 2019, you all were still at least the favorites going into the game. I still don't – it still annoys me that this team just laid such a flat, rotten egg in that game. Because this, this little offense is better than what you should have seen. And it's it, it was – it was just What's sad. better against bad defenses, and you played a good one. Remember? I thought it was, it was so bad. Oh, well, no, they had, they had such a tough schedule. They'll be ready for this UK defense, no doubt about it. I mean, the gosh, murderer's row of a schedule. Why the hell did I wake up for this? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> what did you think you were coming into? You think we were going to not give you a ton of crap, buddy? No, I thought you were going to be like, oh, good job, guys. You, hey, you hit the over at least. But the over was an easy bet. Hopefully, hopefully people profited on that. We tried to tell you that as well. Trevor, are you scared Jordan Watkins is going to leave Louisville? I woke up and I put my little earpiece in. I thought, "Oh man, I'm awake." I was like, "Let me see what let me see what the roll call guys are talking about." And the first thing I get is Jordan Watkins rumors to Kentucky. 
and I was proud of Nick because Nick on Friday show bashed Jordan Watkins, called him basically called him a scrub. So he at least didn't turn coat and been like, "Oh yeah, welcome in. He'll be awesome here." He kind of held his ground a little bit in in that segment, but uh, that that's not a pleasant thing. I did hear one of those other schools you mentioned him looking at other than Kentucky was Purdue, which brings me back to the fundraiser we'll be holding here at, at Big X Radio, a car wash. I'll be in my skimpiest bikini. And we're raising money to buy out Satterfield and bring Brom home. Come Trevor, back. Come down. Trevor, and, produ- Trevor and producer Douglas at the car wash. I'm all in for that. <laughs> Roush, let me, let me throw this by you. It is wildly popular opinion in Louisville. Deaner, Trevor, Rutherford, you name you name somebody that feels like they've got ties to Brom. They are saying if offered, he would come home, baby. Wouldn't even think twice about it this time around. He would come home. Are you hearing that from your uncle? Is that the scoop inside of the Roush family, the Roush family Thanksgiving weekend that Brom would come home if offered? Uh, it wasn't exactly talked about at Thanksgiving, but it's been, uh, it, it had been discussed previously. We'll say that. And you think that, that he, you like think, a no, TJ. it doesn't sound like a no. And I, and from what I've heard, you know, I'm not connected to Braum myself, but I'm connected to people that are connected to him. I know somebody that it's his uncle and whatnot. And from what I've heard, that is the scuttlebutt. He would come home. He is thankful and happy for his time at Purdue but winning at Purdue is really, really hard, and he is still, you know, three hours away from home and family and all that sort of stuff. So I've heard that as well, which I just can't imagine. If Tyre knew that Brom would say yes, what the hell you'd be doing right now? Uh, saving money. He's a frugal man. He's got to be wise. And besides, Jeff doesn't need to go to little old Louisville when he could be the next head football coach at Notre Dame. So let's make it happen. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, really cool. I disagree on that one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I have no problem stealing him from Purdue. I think that can be done. Notre Dame, that's a horse of a different color. Trevor, we need to get to a lot of text this hour. You remember the old format of the show, buddy. Oh, um, yeah, bring them on. I, I don't know if you want to hang around or not, but uh, I know sometimes uh, you're not a huge fan of the texters. I love the texters. I, I, I embrace the texters. I'm a man of the people, the voice of the voiceless. Let them rot. Let them let them eat cake and bring the text. A texter on the Thornton sex line. Don't love LSU and Oklahoma being open. LSU concerns me more because I think Stoops would be hesitant to follow his brother's legacy at Oklahoma. Would like to see those jobs fill up, though. I got good oh. news for you, texter. <laughs> and I, 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 this happened right after we got off the air yesterday. But I've ruled Oklahoma as out for Mark Stoops for really all of time. Uh, one, Oklahoma's joining the SEC, so you're going to another SEC program. One, with more resources probably, but a better recruiting base. You do get the Texas pipeline, which is really nice, but it's, you know, what, regardless, um, slightly better job, but you're going in a maybe a tougher division. We don't even know what the divisions look like. But more importantly, while I've got Mark Soup's out for Oklahoma and I was never really worried about it and I'm still not worried about it, is what this texter alluded to, his brother's legacy. What if Soup's went there and it didn't work out? Like, what is the what's the perception of the of the Oklahoma fan base with the Stoops family? And I can see Bob saying, like, eh, you know, you do you do the Bob Stoops thing at Kentucky and make it the Mark Stoops thing. Don't do the Mark Stoops things. Bring it to the Bob Stoops things at Oklahoma. Now you're getting too messy, getting too mixy here. Oklahoma, Bob, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Mark. 
I don't think there's going to be a crossover. I'd be really surprised. Really, really surprised. I love how how time just makes people forget. Like the end of the Bob Stoops era, how Oklahoma fans were like calling him ironically "Big Game Bob." And we're we're getting frustrated with him to a degree. And now it's been what now five years since he's been gone, and it's welcoming him back with open arms. How have we forgotten? How we were kind of getting irritated with him at the end of this era. Yeah, it, it's. Um, still was winning a lot. Still was doing no, good things. Oklahoma. I mean, it's other than one little small stretch between Switzer and and Bob. Originally, there was Oklahoma's always stayed consistent, unlike Nebraska. Well, and they were so they they should be happy with whoever they hire next. But it won't be Mark Stoops. Yeah, get him the hell out of there. I mean, Mark needs just need to worry about keeping the big dog anyway. And I, you know, I wanted to bring this up too. You, you are misguided on your uh-huh. Mark Stoops can only recruit with Vince. It's, it's, it's yeah, very, that's a very bad take. It, because it, like it, Vince, it, how it, many it, Vince accounts for a lot of the kids in Kentucky? Correct. But most of the classes, I mean, half of it's about other assistant coaches. Trevor, I think I think when you specify it more to like when they stick the big dog on certain recruitments in state and in Louisville, I think your point is a little bit more valid. But it's a very if you just kind of peel back the surface a little bit, Kentucky has a lot of really good football recruiters. A lot and some well, debatable. Debatable. It's a it's Roush, you can do a better job describing all this. But it's very egotistical with recruiting and praise, and all the assistant coaches want praise. I think Vince has done maybe a better job of getting some media friends in his pocket to kind of talk about how good of a job Vince does with recruiting. So people like you, Trevor, and outsiders only hear Vince as the recruiter, when in reality, some of UK's biggest players in this class were not Vince recruits. Are you saying the big dog doesn't know how to bite? Big Dog knows how to bite, but okay. he his bark is why you notice him more than his bite. Yeah, he's he's a good promoter. Like yeah, that's great promoter. Like, that's why and people he, love him too. He's a great hype man because Stoops isn't the biggest. I'm going to go out and say a bunch of stuff. Like he he needs to have a hype man, and that's exactly what Vince is. And that's why you do not want to lose Vince Merrill if you're Bob if Bob if you're Mark Stoops. I mean, but like, why, I mean, do, you, why want, do you think Vince Merrill's going? He ain't go, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, well, just he, like you, just like nobody would want to lose. You know, an important member of their coaching staff just saying i'd be i'd be scared if he would go somewhere you all were very worried when he did th- uh, no we, I, I you're talking to the wrong person yeah, this you, person you, has you never are. been worried trevor you were on the show then were you just not listening at the time well, no you were worried if he if he was to leave you didn't think he was going to though okay. i've i don't want vince to leave i don't think uk football recruiting goes from top 30 top 25 to top 40 or top 50 without vince uh, that's just my opinion. Maybe someday we'll find out, Trevor, and we can see who's right and who's wrong. Um, but but that's one thing I've been kind of pushing back on you when you're on the Rutherford show talking about how the only reason UK has been recruiting well is Vince Marrow, which is not not true. I didn't get those texts. You must have been using your burner phone on that one. I could have been using the burner on that one. <laughs> the old 859 number. 502 is the Thornton's text line. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, like, that's why the U of L UK game wasn't even close. We absolutely wore them down physically. They couldn't handle the gruesome physicality for more than a quarter. They came out swinging, but after the first quarter, that's where strength and depth wins you games. U of L simply doesn't have that. And quite literally, uh, Trevor, you had a quarterback swinging on UK players. 
Yeah, I'm swinging back, but nonetheless. Swinging back, yeah, he was swung oh. on. That's why yeah. he was swinging back. I heard Rutherford say, can UK fans just stop? It wasn't a punch. He didn't punch him. It was like an open-handed swing of a fist. Which is a punch. Isn't that we used to call it back in the day, a mugging in that with the South Side uh, Savages used to call it or whatever? When they were oh, oh yeah, you mean mug them? When they, when they were hanging out over at uh, Big Red's house for $2. two Smoking black and mild. Buying wine coolers for $2 a pop. <laughs> Chris Hansen hiding in the closet. <laughs> Cunningham was very frustrated in that game. I don't Cunningham, know what Cunningham don't know. mentally got pimped in that game. He did. I don't know. That was surprising, especially coming from somebody that's so old and experienced. You know, he's been through that game and not good things in that game, but he's been through it. I, I mean, was surprised to see his emotions get the best of him. The the defense did not show up at, at one point. They they were they just did not even decide to come come to play. At one the, point, the, try the whole game. That's what it said. They didn't decide to come to play. At what, oh, <laughs> gotcha. Got, I misheard it, too, for what it's worth, Justin. Yeah, they, I mean, the opening – I mean, at least the offense at least tried for one possession, and then after that, they just got frustrated and just tapped out. I mean, mentally, and after that, it was just – just yeah, it, it, was, it was the point where I want to say when it was – I mean, I, 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 can, I tapped out myself just as, as faith in this team before halftime. By in the third quarter, as soon as we hit the over, I was like, screw this. Karate Kid 2's on AMC. I'm flipping the channel. Trevor, yeah, more. I'll watch into that. At least that has a happy ending. I haven't seen it. Wouldn't know. Trevor, oh, what uh, more embarrassing rivalry weekend? UK, U of L this weekend or IU Purdue? <laughs> well, I would say I, I, at least. There's one right answer here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say us because at least we hit the over and we scored in double figures. So I you're mean, saying it was more embarrassing what IU did this weekend? Oh, yeah. Purdue, Purdue completely uh, destroyed IU. I, I disagree because Indiana was expected to lose. You clowns thought you all had a shot to win the game. Oh, yeah. hey, we, both, we both got covered on Dingus. You, you were the three-point favorite. You were yes, favorite. Yes, we were. And Indiana was a 15 point underdog, which, by when, the way, I did win on. When you bring up the ball. fact that Louisville was a three point favorite, that makes it more embarrassing. Uh, I will say, Trevor, to put a feather in your cap, Indiana was so bad that Tom Allen was willing to take a pay cut to fire his offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> pretty bad. That's, that, is, that is pretty bad. I think Justin, and, but I, I, I kind of agree with Justin. I think it was the worst weekend for U of L in the sense that, like, yeah, we people, had knew this, people knew this Indiana team stunk a month and a half ago. You, Justin's right that L fans, including one on this very radio show, were going into Saturday evening thinking they were winning. I think winning. we had every reason to have hope. Obviously, that hope got flushed down the toilet with the turd that woke me up to come on the show. I just want you and, you know, maybe we don't know how the seasons will go next year. We have no idea exactly what the teams will look like. Trevor, I just need you to keep these beatdowns in mind heading into the next game. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep them in mind. And, they're, and, and when the pendulum swings, because this series is all about streaks, you know that as well as anybody. Enough to when, when, well, hey, that's two. The, when the pendulum swings back, oh, I, the, the memories will come. When Braum returns, we will, we will not forget what you've done to us for the last three years. I'm fine with that. I wouldn't expect you all to do anything. I'm talking more about how when UK wins by 30 again next year, you going into the game, we don't need you puffing your chest saying UK lost to Georgia and they lost, you know, they lost some games in the SEC, so that must mean that they suck. Um, I just, I'm going to need you, to, and we're going to say, listen, what happened last year? We'll listen, what happened in 19? The talent gap is too severe. You're going to get 
pummeled again next year can you just say yeah you're probably right i make no promises okay i make no promises because this time next year after y'all probably do get pummeled by georgia you probably lose to a bad sec team and you come in as you know another seven wins seven or eight wins just kind of hovering above your your other three cupcake out of conference schedule games and we've looked good in the acc yes i will come in with a false hope, whether it's Satterfield or not. Hey, I appreciate your honesty, and we'll be sure to bully, bully you into Bolivia next year as well. Another texter says, mm-hmm. "Good texture, TJ, I'm le- legitimately laughing out loud to your breakdown on the football rivalry the past four years. Such a pathetic football program. It's so comical hearing you of all fans with excuses. Just a bunch of losers who aren't good at the game of football. That was an intelligent take. It's spot the lie. Uh, One, I am legitimately hilarious, so it's pretty normal for him to be laughing out loud at my breakdown. And secondly, U of L currently is not good at football. I wouldn't say we're not good at football. Sorry, I not good. They were not better, unfortunately. Chattanooga better than U of L at football. Oh, yeah, come on. Isn't little Bobby Petrino? Oh, no, he moved on to Missouri State. I, I thought one of the Petrinos Ch- was that Chattanooga. Chattanooga's, no, Chattanooga's defensive coordinator is uh, the Oh, yeah, that's what it was. That, that, that led us uh, in 2018, the last uh, uh, Wade, I think his name was. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Ward. Lorenzo Ward. Ward. Yeah, yeah, he's their defensive coordinator down there now. Hey. Was. Maybe I only been fired for all He did a better job than Sadie did against that defense or Brown. Yeah, uh, what, yeah, but yeah, Brown's getting flushed down. That, make that, the that, make make the UPS joke again. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Brown. Flush it down, as you like to say in Cincinnati. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't the joke, but that's okay. Uh, I'm not making UPS joke. I'm a FedEx man. We'll move on to the next text. I've spent a lot of time on Louisville message boards lately. Virtually drinking their tears has been great, but I need more. Are there any irrationally funny Louisville football podcasts you would recommend, or are they all still in hiding? Another funny radio take from, I think it was Rummage, I don't know exactly who it was, that just bitter about the loss. It's just it, watching all those criminals go on the field beating us. <laughs> As they have a coach that's in trouble that got fired. Yeah, for like stalking somebody. Gosh, that whole story. No comment on that one. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like something that was really news. It's been kind of the the message board hush hush whispers for a few weeks now. Yeah, well, longer than a few years. um, That there's been some stuff going on. The hypocrisy is so stupid. That girl was supposedly. Like her interest was gauged for the athletic director job, supposedly. I think Rutherford said it best yesterday when he said our coaches need to just quit having sex. <laughs> <laughs> just absence, absence is the word to, to teach the coaching staff. I just love to see like the you know your first HR presentation at U of L. So oh we have God. had a bad case of everybody having sex around here. Well, and, um, <laughs> you also have to go through the extortion guidelines because there's a protocol. They have protocols in place. The Bobby Petrino chastity belt dream broken out of retirement. I know, I don't, I don't, I know you guys don't love the movies as much as I do, but the great uh, uh, video and the movie Waiting when the, the trainee's watching the uh, the training video and it's like the guys at shenanigans. He's like, I know you'll see once occasionally look around and your coworkers will seem attractive to you. You cannot act on this, though. You need to keep a professional atmosphere. 
And if you're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio, I'm TJ Walker, co-host Nick Roush. Our producer is Justin Kalen, former producer Trevor Kelsey, and producer and co-host of the Mike Rutherford Show 3 to 6 now on Big X Sports Radio, has joined us to talk a little bit more about the U of L UK game. Could have definitely maybe used you more yesterday with us having our own producer out, but Trevor plays by his own rules, always has. Wait a minute, Justin and was out yesterday? He was out yesterday. He had a big date on Sunday, got too drunk, couldn't come to the show tomorrow, yesterday. <laughs> big date on Sunday? Yeah. I had a date on Sunday, but it was not – I did not get too drunk. <laughs> a big date. That sounds about as realistic as Louisville having a chance to win that game on Saturday. <laughs> According to you, it is realistic. <laughs> this is great. This is great content. I'm what, loving what, it. what was her name, Justin? Uh, I don't know if I feel comfortable. Does she live in Canada? <laughs> she lives in Kentucky. Justin, uh, would you say that your date's in the room with us right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is her name righty or lefty? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go to a break. Kentucky roll call. We'll finish up this text line. Probably won't. Probably won't finish up the text line. This is KRC on Big X. We'll be right back. And, you, and they can they can blame injuries all they want. That's fine. You want to put a little asterisk next to it? That's cool. I don't care. Asterisk can sit there and wave next to the victory. Everybody wave at the victory for U of L. You suck. You suck. Man. First of all, you don't even know who Kurt Angle is. You suck. <laughs> He broke you his neck suck. and kept wrestling. Yeah, he, he broke his neck and wanted to want to go freaking medal in the Olympics. Was uh, this real wrestling or was this fake wrestling? No, he won the Olympic gold in uh, 96. Real wrestling. Wow. Yeah. So he did actually a real sport. Way he to go. Broke, broke his neck during the competition and still won gold. Did you all see the Jaguars mascot get stuck on the little cable <laughs> thing? Yeah, that was, that, that was just their season in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it really oh, was. Man. I, I told him I was like, lucky he didn't die though. You know, like luckily, he did, like luckily that, luckily he got stuck and not like it broke or something like that. But yeah, they were able to get though. the jaguar down. They do their little jaguar like enters down on the field each game. They had to go bring him to like the three hundred sections. Luckily nobody was there, so plenty of room for him to get down safely. But. You're listening to KRC here on Big Exports Radio. We got a full house today. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Trevor Kelsey on your Tuesday. We got a lot more text, so let's let's keep at it. So do you think that the Cats would maybe face the Buckeyes since Iowa may go to the Rose Bowl? That is if they lose the Big Ten Championship. No, Iowa will not go to the Rose Bowl if they lose the Big Ten Championship. They'll go if they win, right? No, they'll Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll go if they win. Um, but what would but- Michigan do? Michigan uh, with the with the big could the Big Ten be left out in the cold in the college football playoffs? Yeah, because the two lost Michigan. I don't know if they get in. I mean, right? is Cincinnati getting in then? If if yeah. Iowa beats Michigan, if yeah. Iowa beats Michigan, Cincy's a lock, I think. And then you talk yeah. about like Oklahoma State. Then it could be Cincy, Oklahoma State, Georgia, and who am I missing? No, it doesn't matter because Georgia Notre Dame. Or, it would be right? Notre Dame. It uh, doesn't matter because Georgia coachless Notre Dame. <laughs> it could be coachless Notre Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. What if interim head coach 
at Notre Dame, whoever it may be, ends up just winning the national Ooh. championship. What would be really funny is if Luke Fickle left Cincinnati to go to Notre Dame and both teams went to the playoff and he coaches against his old school at Notre Dame. Oh, that'd be cool too. Yeah. Or like, you know, one's playing Georgia, the other's playing Oklahoma State, and he just he's calling both of them as if he's like playing video games. <laughs> I think it's it. absolutely wild. Bob Stoops has taken over for Oklahoma for the I mean, ball game. Yeah, not really. I mean, Barry Alvarez used to do that all the time. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're talking but like Barry Alvarez literally built Wisconsin. I mean, not figuratively, literally built Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, but Stoops wants. was there for 20 years, you know. Yeah, but I mean, was there not another coach? I mean, is Lincoln Riley taking the entire staff with him? Took a lot yeah, of people. He took he took a lot of them. Yeah. He did. Somebody's got to be hanging around. I mean, what? But Bob Stoops, he's hanging around. He's just got to take some time off from his Fox job. So, <laughs> I love the move. I think it's cool. I'm just surprised by it. I just it it, it took me. I just couldn't believe that it was actually going to happen because normally, yeah, maybe like an athletic director steps in and helps does this or does that. But Bob was just living life, you know. Yeah, because Alvarez was at least AD when he stepped in as the interim for those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A texter says. If you think Cards fans got a beat down, think about Ohio State fans watching championship hopes blowing up in a big balloon bus. That's two championship trophies disappear. I mean, Ohio State fans really – oh, your eight-year winning streak snap and your 25-game win streak and Big Ten snap. You'll be all right, I think. Yeah, they'll live. Yeah, I think they'll survive. Oh, it is shaping up Buckeye. to maybe being like the least anticipated college football playoffs of all time. But also it could be fun just to see new teams up and in there, you know? Could be. It could be. But just don't get like don't let Georgia just win each, you know, the semifinal by 40 and then the championship by 30. Well, they will. very well. They're going they're going to. Yeah, yeah. probably will. I know. That's the all, <laughs> we, all that we all thought the same thing right then. I, I mean, I don't even bother looking at the line halftime anymore. I just take Georgia minus whatever they tell me each week and it just covers. The only time I didn't cover is when Stoops t- spent the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter to get a touchdown at the end. The the next text says is agrees with Trevor. I'm Vince Vince Marrow's the reason Stoops looks good. I'm with Trevor. And that's a very wrong U of L fan take. And if Vince were ever to leave Stoops, you would be proven wrong by Kentucky still being successful. I'd like to see. I'd like to get the chance to be proven wrong with that. I bet you would as a U of L fan. I would. You'd you want everybody gone at UK. I wouldn't blame you. Things aren't um, as, things Vince- can't be as fun for you as they were in previous years. I'd be more. I'd be happier to see Vince go than Mark go. Yeah, you'd be happy with either one. As a Kentucky fan, I must say my favorite day to listen to U of L sports talk is the day after U of L beat down. Really enjoying it today, fellas. Oh, I think that was maybe meant for your all show. <laughs> we do read KRC text on the rest of our show. How long would Coach O last at U of L before a sex scandal? Over under three months. Oh, Over man. under. Four minutes. Six, six weeks. Does he get out of the, seconds. Does he get out of the ah, Nice joke. Does he get out of the press conference before it's done? Like, I get to see him in the middle of the, the first PMR report asking a question. How you doing, honey? Hey, you, <laughs> you, you, got, you got party eyes, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. Hey, Brad. First yeah. off, I'd like to say that Will Levis is the name of all my future children, regardless of gender, because damn, <laughs> that boy can ball. Secondly, as I was watching this Kentucky basketball game, I got to think about my favorite random Kentucky basketball players of all time and definitely decided my favorite is Shigari, hands down. Who's your all's favorite random player ever? Shigari's an interesting pick for you just because don't you have to have somebody that did a little bit more on the court? Shigari was nice and always fun and entertaining to watch when he came in, 
did some good things against Bogut in 2005, but not a ton of success on the court. And then he's a transfer. Well, I, but I think that, that that's what makes it a fun random player is like they don't have to play a ton for them to be your favorite. Like, uh, like woo. But, and it, that's mostly just because I know him personally. But um, I would throw Gerald Fitch into that conversation because he tried to use a fake ID and got caught. And it's like, dude, everybody knows who you are, you dingus. Uh, Eric Daniels, because he wore the huge it, it, Eric Daniels is probably up there because he had the really big t-shirts and he was an undersized guy who rebounded well. Was a big fan of him. I like yeah. Him. I met him in an autograph session. I didn't know if we're gonna cardboard heroes. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's nice to Trevor. My favorite player ever is DeAndre Liggins. That's pretty random in its own right. Yep. I, I would I would agree with you there. Um and uh I would also say that our texters need to be listening to this podcast. I know not all of y'all are listening live, but if you aren't listening to KRC podcast, they're sponsored by our good friends at Cornbread Hemp. I had a little bit last night before I went to bed, guys. The extra strength, 1,500 milligrams. And, and the thing is with most of these CBD, they, they can use THC. So two milligrams, the most allowed on the market. Try some today. Use the code Big X, get 30% off. Cornbread. Wow. how that, that I didn't know they could use some THC. Oh, they can. Yeah, here we all use the THC. Does does <laughs> on three know about you doing a little THC? Oh, they do now. They do now. <laughs> all righty. A texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'm fine with the soup stuff now, by the way. Sounds like he's staying. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Yeah, and Thanks I hadn't for- heard any Notre Dame stuff either. I, th- I think the pecking order, if they don't just go straight to Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, would be Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, Matt Campbell at Iowa State, and then uh, you know maybe may- maybe old Uncle Jeff uh, at Purdue is in the mix as well. But I think I thought, Stoops is pretty far down that pecking order. Doesn't Matt Campbell have enough uh, enough to worry about with all his, his name always being rumored for an NFL job for some reason? His name mm-hmm. has been rumored for – similar to Stoops, his name has been rumored for every job, but it seems like he's been higher up on the order for whatever reason. Yeah. Because media folks like him. So, kind of crazy. Um, another texture on the Thorns text on says, this basketball team is very good. Offense has a chance to be a lead and defense has improved a ton in the last three weeks. Teams with multiple elite bigs will give us trouble. But there aren't many of those out there, which is a, a, a good point. Um, and, you know, there's obviously always keeping Oscar out of foul trouble. But uh, last night they hit some shots, 11 of their first 12. And I think you had just talked about that last week too, TJ. Like, yeah, they aren't really shooting very well, even though we thought this would be a good shooting team. Well, they used some of those good – one of those good shooting nights last night against Central Michigan. Well, then they started the second half and couldn't hit couldn't hit junk. Uh, they went on a cold streak to start the second half. That's basketball. I think we always kind of forget it, that it could – like, you know, Kentucky just can't be perfect 24-7. But – they're good. They're going to get a lot of open shots. That's what I care more about. You're going to, they're getting a ton of open shots. That's going to translate. That will carry. And, you know, sometimes players miss wide open shots more times than not. You'd like them to hit them. Uh, we saw a little stretches of both those in, 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 in last night's game. But yeah, starting the way they started out, the game was over. I mean, it was over in eight minutes, literally over. Just like that, um, when you hit all those shots, it'll do that. So, I still really, really like this team, and uh, and they are not complete just yet. But, but are they Bahama champions? I think not. They're not Barha Bahama champions, and Hell nothing can no. take that away from you. Nope. No, they can't. <laughs> Looks like Virginia Tech is going to hire Penn State's defensive coordinator, Brent Pry. Oh. Not a okay. done deal, but expected. Okay, that's. You're gonna go after a coordinator, Penn State's. 
Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, I forgot who he worked with previously. I don't think he was the guy that was in Minnesota before, but he's a popular name. He's a popular guy out there. So, um, Another texture says, if Stoops were to leave tomorrow, who's Mitch's first call? I don't really know, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think for a long time it was Neil Brown, but Neil Brent, Neil's in that kind of like middling, you know, middle of the road kind of range right now. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't know where they go from there. I think uh, Uncle Cousin Jeff would be a candidate. I think Brian Hartline is a I don't know what his exact title is at Ohio State, but he's a big time recruiter there. So that would be a nice. Uh, like that would be a, a good guy to go after but there isn't an obvious next up candidate. What, what about promoting of uh cohen yeah cohen and white would certainly be on the short list I, I, those guys. I initially was like no way on cohen i'm actually i i would certainly entertain that if that were to happen not gonna happen so we don't really have to to worry about it and that next text is part of the reason as to why don't read this conversation on air but soup says he isn't going anywhere and they sent us a screenshot of a stoops conversation well, and by the looks of that believe the looks of that screenshot i agree with the texture it doesn't look like stoops is going anywhere seems like he's making plans to be in lexington wow and i mean that should speak pretty loud you know and i'll <laughs> on, add this on the road recruiting I, I i knew somebody that um yeah friends of friends they had some connections for somebody that used to work within uh, the program and so Roush, just very quick, reiterate, if Stoops and Mitch had that meeting that's been reported, just a quick, like, quick one-hitters on what Stoops wanted. Yeah. What more they? Can you tell us? <laughs> they were the uh, – an increased recruiting budget and a practice facility without a track. Yeah, and I'm sure there were probably a few little other things. Uh, I, I, know, I know UK football is reaching out to some former people that used to work – in the recruiting room saying, Hey, we, we're going to have some more cash. We're going to try to bring you all back in. So they're doing it. Whatever Mitch and whatever Mitch and Stoops talked about, you're starting to see, you're starting to see Mitch follow through on some of that stuff. So I think you're going to bring in, you're going to have more resources for recruiting. That's what Stoops wanted. I think Mitch is already doing that. And then there's some boosters that are saying that the finalized plans for the, for the practice facility are are in the works that they're 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 it's on the horizon and you know you, what does that mean is that a year is that two years is it a month who you know when are we going to get the details of this thing who knows but i do think mitch is working in the right direction and doing what what stoops asked of him and that's a good thing you imagine how much more money you could have put towards recruiting if you sold alcohol at the stadium <sighs> it's true that's true. A texter says, I know that there are other aspects of the game, but Oscar and Kofi Coburn would have been the most dominant rebounding duo in a long time. It would have been God. crazy. Yeah. And Illinois, they, they stink. Um, you I know can't... who else stinks too? Who? Virginia. Virginia. Oh, they do they... stink, yeah. God, that was hilarious to watch them lose last night. What a bunch of losers. That's a close game, at least. <laughs> How about Tarleton is... State? Yeah, Billy G. Billy Ooh, Gillespie. That, getting... He is not at Tarleton. He yeah. sure is. Yeah. You, bet, you bet that sweet butt of yours he is. Hey, get the coach of Tarleton on our show, Justin. Can you do that? I will see what I can do. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun one. But don't mention UK. May, that may okay. be a deal breaker. Just say it's like a big college, college basketball-centric show. Uh, it's called Kentucky Roll Call, but it's mostly just because we like getting up early. And we're in Kentucky. And actually, we're not even in Kentucky. <laughs> I am. What do we got next here, Roush? 
Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, I texted earlier about Florida State not joining the SEC. Well, it isn't over by a long shot. Recently, FSU and Clemson have reached out to the SEC. Um, I, I think they're reading that radio guy's report, and I don't I don't buy that guy at all. It's fascinating to read about the flirtatious relationship between the SEC and Florida State over the last 56 years. But the SEC wants to add not two, but four more teams. FSU, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Credible sources say it's only a matter of time. Wouldn't that yeah. be something? But yeah. where, you're, what are your credible – like? I, that that was a fun thing during the summer when we thought expansion was happening all at once, maybe down the road. But I, I thought you were talking about something more concrete that happened the last conference realignment round. Right now, it's just been a lot of rumors and like radio talking head people just getting all fired up. That's my guess of what happens eventually. How long it takes to get there, we shall see. But it's going to be an SEC Super League in our lifetimes. Well, you know, assuming we make it that far. Uh, another texture on the Thorns text on says, lots of people say don't worry about Stoops leaving for Notre Dame, but I'm still nervous. Please talk me down. Well, don't don't be. Don't be, yeah. And they have they, to strike out a few times, and I, I have a feeling they're probably just going to promote that defensive coordinator. That would be a terrible – if I'm a Notre Dame fan, that's the last thing I'd want. I don't know. A lot of them want that because he's been recruiting well, and the players like him. So. Yeah, I get that. Wouldn't it be nice to like keep him in his current st- – like bring in Luke Fickle well, and then just pay him a ton of money and – well, that's the thing is they worked together last year. Like, yeah, the, he was the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, was he not? Yeah, and they they're like yeah. kids are like uh, I think he Freeman's the godfather for his kids, you know, so that sort of thing. So why not just run it back? Yeah, let Fickle be the head coach. The other guy can be like assistant co head coach. Pay him, you know, both insane amount of money, and boom, that'd be the that'd be the perfect hire for Notre Dame. Boom. In my, in my perspective. I, I agree with you, but I hate Notre Dame, so I don't want him to do it. A texter says, I want Bill O'Brien to get one of these job openings because I can't wait to see Dan Mullen as Nick Saban's offensive coordinator. Honestly, though, not personally a fan of Mullen, but I don't think he screwed up so bad at Florida that he shouldn't be get another head coaching job right away. Yeah, I'm I guess with these big jobs, I'm surprised you haven't heard Dan. Oh, well, I'm not I'm not surprised you haven't heard Dan Mullen's name, but for like the Virginia Techs, the Dukes, and stuff like that. Dan Mullen would be so much better than some of these other options. Where is Bill O'Brien at anyway? Is he nowhere? Al- Alabama's offensive coordinator. Is he? Is he okay? Yeah. Yeah. Is, he, is he Saban's this year? Uh, yes. Yep. Fixed fix job. Okay. Mm-hmm. That staff they had like four years ago, Roush, with Tucker and all those other guys on. Kevin. I mean, yeah. Heupel, I think, was there, or maybe I thought he was. Could be wrong about Coach that. Jones was support staff. Yeah, he, ro- he rotates the coordinators so much because they always leave after a year anyway. Uh, Texter says, UK Twitter complaining about streaming the game was the most entertaining part of the game. Uh, yeah, that that is. Uh, Roush did that to start today's show, which was really funny. Folks, God, uh, UK fans, the ones that just whine about everything. Yes, UK's attendance for bad games is not good. It's yeah. everywhere, folks. And if Kentucky was playing better opponents, would the crowds be better? They'd be a little bit well, better. Yeah. I think what you could say is, hey, how about you do the thing that Beard did where he made a students-only game at their 3,000-seat arena? I'd written do that, that down to bring up today. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, really as, cool. As Roush meant, basically what we thought Cal may do early on when we were students, Roush. Yeah. Uh, Beard at Texas did a basketball game. I think they played Sam Houston last night. And they did it at their volleyball arena, which hosts about – 3,500 people and they only let students in there for the game and it was a wild atmosphere and it was a lot of fun and the videos from it were really cool and there were talks Cal was going to do that at Memorial 
with UK students, but it never came to fruition. And now I think the steam's probably gone from it anyways. But, uh, but yes, I agree with you, Texter. That was funny seeing everybody complain and seeing everybody just freak out about attendance makes me so happy. 90% of the people aren't even going to the games regardless. They're just complaining to complain. And then the 10% of people that are season ticket holders and don't want to go to the games, then don't. Nobody's forcing you. Where would Louisville do that if they if we wanted to try that? What, 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 what arena would we go to? Probably that volleyball arena. Would you? Okay, L and N, I think it's called. That 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 is a sweet mm-hmm. setup. That makes for good yeah, atmosphere. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. You've all played their volleyball games at Freedom Hall, though, in the NCAA tournament. Well, it, the Sweet Sixteen and Lead Eight, if they make it that far. Or so would they not make the, it that it's far? Not the, it's not the first round games. No, no, it's only Sweet Sixteen and uh, Lead Eight. Yeah. Gotcha. Didn't know that. Oh, so is Uval counting their chickens a little early by making that deal with Bellerman? No, no. Yeah. It's, I mean, it wasn't a matter of, you know, when we get there, it's how fast we get there. Well, probably the same amount of time because it's a tournament. Because, you know, undefeated, baby. Suck at 76 users. Oh, I like this text to Roush. You're a grown man. Stop using your terrible TV and use an Apple TV or Fire Stick. I, I have text. one of those upstairs. Um, but, you know, just got to it late. Uh, a few people reached out about this. TJ, my smart TV doesn't have the ESPN app either. That's wild. The, the Roush, supposedly you're yeah. right about Vizios. And yeah, I will I say this. This was, brought, this was brought to my attention. One of our smart TVs all of a sudden just doesn't have YouTube TV on it anymore. Oh, no. And when you, go to, when you go to search for it, you can't find it. You can find YouTube, but you can't find YouTube TV, and it's really weird. And I don't I'm, know what to do about that. I missed this conversation, but I, I don't, I'll don't. i already take Roush's side. ESPN's streaming is the absolute worst in America. It is horrendous. It's awful. It sucks. It's Louisville's defense in the, in the UK game. <laughs> it is a piece of – it's a POS if there was ever a POS of a streaming. And it's one of the oldest ones, too, which is so sad. I, I, hate had, I, haven't, I haven't had issues with it. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber. It's, of my it's, it's buffering is very annoying. Oh, like, I, I feel like you get that a lot with the. With I, the I had it one where I had Louisville had one of their basketball games on there. At the end of every commercial break, it would the commercial would freeze on the last scene of the commercial, but the volume would keep going. And I had to restart it every time. I uh, just uh, made me want to. Oh, just, uh, don't even get me started on the ESPN's app. One of our favorite textures, TC from Lexington. Hey, TC. Uh, here, bubble solid intro from Trevor. Also, suck it. That's nice. Uh, TJ Nick is right. I have a 2021 LG OLED that took a chunk of my bank account, and the ESPN app isn't available on their platform. I had to drag the Apple TV out of the bedroom to watch on that TV. That's crazy. Why are these smart TVs not having all the apps? What's the deal with that? It's probably the ESPN not making it like updated and compatible enough or something. Yeah, that's what I would think, too. I mean, that's what I would – yeah, that's weird. Uh, Somebody's going to know all the answers to all this, why some have them, some don't, and what to do to fix it. Also, just ESPN in general, they make so much content, but they're really bad about sharing it. Like, I was trying to dig for Feinbaum's hit on Get Up yesterday um, to see if he was talking about Stoops or anything, and the lack of content that they actually put out on social media or make it easy to access, it's just like, no, you just have to watch us on television, and that's pretty much it. They're probably amazed anybody would want to watch that show, let alone find the archives of it. A texter. Now, TJ, a lot of Kentucky fans don't have the internet speeds to watch it, so that's a whole different story. That, that that could be that could absolutely be a different story. Sometimes I feel like I don't have the right internet speeds uh, with some of the buffering in my place. Nick South End really coming out this morning. The <laughs> texter says also ESPN Plus isn't on YouTube TV. Ha <laughs> ha. No, but if you have a YouTube TV subscription, you can yeah. get 
on ESPN Plus through the ESPN app. That's why it's so important to go to the ESPN app. But if you can't get the ESPN app, that does make it more difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, But yeah, I can use my YouTube TV login to watch stuff on my computer that's on ESPN. Uh, uh, Dillingham to NC State, says one texter. That's the news. That's supposedly a really, really re- weird recruitment. Gave a silent commitment to Kentucky, but tomorrow he's going to surprise everybody and pick NC State. Um, Kentucky's recruiting is going to be fine. Dillingham, uh, his tapes were awesome, but if it's a weird recruitment and there's some red flags or whatever, generally that stuff works out for the best. Yeah. Pretty, pretty weird. Pretty weird. Especially just the kind of late at night change of heart. Um, yes. So, um, you know, what else is weird is this texture says, I didn't realize Rutherford was one of those fans. He started off his show by denying that Cunningham punched Tisdale. If he wanted to label it a hit or slap instead of punch, I can understand that. But all he said was Cunningham didn't punch Tisdale and followed it up with saying he didn't know if, it even deserved to be a penalty. Instead of talking about what actually happened, he shared a story of Kentucky players on the sideline booting fans in the oh, stands. He was reading the text, and we read text, and when the texters send it in, that's not us saying it's true or it's not true. We're just reading what you all are saying. That This show's driven by you all, so of course we want to hear what you all have to say. So I'll give Mike a pass on that one. He was reading the text on the mooning players thing, although what a ridiculous text. He was saying that this Kentucky fan was a stereotypical Kentucky fan, and he was booing service members and booing his wife. Like, yeah, right. Give me a break. There's not just people at Cardinal Stadium booing service members. I'm not worried about that. I just want to see him boo his wife. I I boo my wife all the time. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) And Rutherford did do – like, yes, Cunningham hit Tisdale, and it should have been a penalty. It's not a huge deal. He should have been, like, kicked out of the – out of the realm of sports world, but he did because he was very frustrated and he acted like a child. And saying that was anything but a hit is just lying to yourself, but that's a bug you. <laughs> this stream, fellas, um, always refresh. If the stream goes out and or it's buffering, give it the old refresh one too. Mm. And if that doesn't work, podcast as pure as the morning do. Mountain dude. <laughs> Justin thinks the second date is confirmed until she finds out he's on the radio calling her bougie. The funny thing I is, bougie? The funny thing is, I called her bougie to her face. So, oh, she's, she's good. Wow. She, and complaining you know you about call. the bill. That's another text brings that up too. Wow, and Justin, is she good enough? Didn't complain about the bill. Just said it was higher than I thought it would be. Well, the bill, they, they gave the bill to Justin, and he said, "Wow, you're really bougie, aren't you? This is a high. This is expensive. <laughs> Where did you take it to, Justin? A nice um, Mexican restaurant." Well, oh, I won't I, say I, any further. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of have thought he was gonna say he took her to the to his own work. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> Justin, did you tell her what you do? Did you all talk about you know your careers? Yeah. No, she she gave me permission to talk about it on the radio. So wow. where did you meet her? At, Justin? What what's up? Where did you meet her? Uh, through a friend. Okay. Oh, yeah. I actually met her like two years ago, but I didn't pursue it until didn't last have enough weeks. time. Yeah, and there will be a second date. There will be a second date. Oh, uh, te- wow. The next texter, Scoot's dating a bougie woman. What's next? Turning his thermostat to 65? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. What are we at What are we at the, on the thermostat, Justin? I uh, didn't look this morning, but it got up to 67 yesterday, so we're, we're kicking it. I just can't wait till you bring this bougie woman back to your place. Bed on the floor. I gotta get a gotta get a new. Bacon, I gotta yeah. get a new bed first. It's fifty eight degrees in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Even, you might want to turn the heat on if you're trying to get her clothes off, buddy. Oh man. <laughs> the next text isn't Watkins the same dude criticized UK program for only having for having blocking receivers. Screw that guy. LOL. 
Yes, he did. He made fun of Kentucky. It was silly. Lynn Bowden came back and said, you have fun getting beat. That's been true. Notre Lynn Bowdenist, as they called him back in the day. His prediction has rang true. But you know who also commented on that and had fun with it? Mm-hmm. Wondell Robinson. Yeah. He, the, he, he made some fun us. at UK. And yeah. that turned out okay, Roush. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what it takes. He said, if I remember correctly, Wandale joined in on that Twitter comment about blocking at UK, and that's worked out well for the Cats. So uh, I, I don't think Watkins is the same caliber of player as as Wandale, though. He's not, but I do think it's like one, if Watkins is your second or third option, that's a solid second or third option. The issue with U of L, I think maybe they asked a little too much out of him, but Trevor, he he had a solid year. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you can dismiss him being a number one option at some point. I mean, he is only still what a redshirt freshman or a, is he a sophomore, I believe. I mean, um, second year, he just finished his second year. Yeah, but I mean, the one, but but one of those years you get for free. So right, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, the ceiling is very high with Jordan Watkins. So I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be capped at being a number two guy, but I think a number one guy could be a reasonable uh, a reach still. Maybe someday, but I think if he's playing on a really, really good team, he should be a, a not the go-to guy, but a role receiver, but splitting hairs. He's a good player. I'd like yeah. him at UK. My guess is this is just kind of a way to try to get Satterfield fired by talking about mass exodus of great players. And I'd whatnot. be very pissed if he left, yes. And I think you'll hear more big names at L kind of kick the can of potentially transferring just to see if they can force L's hand a little bit. If Stoops leaves, bring in Brom and just watch the tears flow in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no nope. uh, bring brom home to louisville baby come uh, on do it his old kentucky home uh john here good morning fellas our cats are a really good team that's an understatement we hit all the tech marks required to win a championship we will win number nine man so happy for justin hey next time don't forget the one plate of spaghetti trip <laughs> trick <laughs> with the song Hungry eyes playing in the background works every time. Great advice, John. (laughs) Justin, we can do more dating advice on a slower day. I've got I've got a few tips for you. So remind me maybe tomorrow. Okay. Or just give me a call after the show. I got I got your back, Scoots. We'll get you taken care of, buddy. Don't you worry. A couple people that haven't dated in like a decade. So uh, you're you come to the right place. A texture says, who was the football player who came on a visit with his mother and they stayed o- over for a volleyball game because she was a former UK volleyball player? Was that last year or was it this year? And how did that turn out? Uh, he's a junior, Webius Overton. And um, there was actually words that he might reclassify, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So, uh, gotcha. But yeah, he's still got a year to play. Uh, might transfer to IMG, but we'll see. Uh, somebody wants us to remind you, Trevor, who the reigning national champions are in volleyball. And that would be the Kentucky Wildcats. That's the Kentucky Wildcats, yeah. Uh, time will change that very soon. Well, mm. I mean, naturally, there probably will be a new champion. And yes, it will, it, will be the it will be the Louisville Cardinals, baby. I know how you all like to get championships the year after we win them. but Busboom Ke- Kelly is going to win it all. Not, not, not here, buddy. I don't uh, credit for at least knowing the coach's name. Come on. Well, you had him on the show. You had him on your show. Her, but that's no. no you had her on your show. Uh, oh, it was a real date. I just assumed you sold advertisement deal with the adult store Clarksville, and they gave they gave Dingus some products to try out. Wow. I thought they closed down. So suck it, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I would share you that trade with Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Have a newer Samsung TV and. It- can't handle ESPN app, but I plug in the Roku and it works fine with the ESPN app. Okay. So maybe a Roku for you folks. You can access YouTube TV through the YouTube on the bottom left of the menu. Oh, wow. Okay. That's huge. Mm, I had no idea. That's a game changer. Thank you, Texter. 
And the last text on the Thornton's text line, I had the same issues on the Roku TV not having the app. Yeah, that's what I have. So what'd you do? Mm. Oh, they were the one that told me about the YouTube on the bottom. Sweet. All right. Good deal. Well, that wraps up the show. Any last words from you, Jokers? Uh, Suck it, Trevor. Suck it, suck it, suck it. Bring Brom home. I too will throw in a suck it, Trevor. Yeah, I may well now the, suck it, Trevor. But we appreciate you hopping um, in. Man, nice little surprise. Goodness, Trevor. Dogs are barking. I'm going to go pay attention to them. They love me still. Everybody have a good day. Thanks for all the texts in the show. Thanks for Trevor for hopping on. We will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. You can listen to Trevor, by the way, at 3 o'clock today on Big Export. Uh, maybe not. I might go back to sleep and not wake up on time now. Yeah, nothing wrong with that either. Nothing like a good sleep. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Oh, we'll see you on Wednesday.